It does. It's creepy as fuck. Hello. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I hope all of you guys enjoyed your Hanukkah, um, although we did not put out a special Hanukkah episode. We did not. There are a lot less uh, scary Hanukkah movies than there are Christmas movies. Yeah. I think because Santa is just inherently creepy. Yeah, I don't know that there's quite as much um, psychological terror to work with. No. With the like basics of Hanukkah. Um, or someone just hasn't found the right inspiration yet. True. I mean, we definitely say if you can make a great Hanukkah horror movie, do it, and we will absolutely talk about it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, but we are doing a Christmas episode, as we said, and uh, what we are talking about today is... Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh my god, you guys. Um, first of all, as I mentioned on the Twitter and the Facebook, um, it's not like super serious sexual violence, but if that's a thing that you like don't have a good time with... You're okay. Just be just aware skip that this it happens episode. in this episode. Well, not in this episode, but in the movie. Yeah, and if you need to skip this episode and listen to the next one, we are okay with that. Yeah. Um, but it's also not super, super graphic. We're not, like, trying to make you watch, like, the Rob Zombie Halloween or anything oh, God, like that. No. Like, we're, it's not quite that hardcore. But um, what this is is an incredible Christmas slasher. It was better than I expected based on you calling it a dumpster. Say that again. It's not, like, not a dumpster fire, though. No, it's definitely not, like, a high-quality movie. No. But it isn't, it isn't, like, Final Destination bad. No, no, it's definitely fun and exciting and, like, a ton of stuff happens. Um, and overall, I would say I enjoyed watching True. But why don't we go ahead and talk about what makes it so bad? Okay, so first things first, uh, this movie came out in 1984, um, so not long, only six years after Halloween came out, which, honestly... It has a lot in common with Halloween. I think it owes a lot to Halloween. Um, it had a surprising amount to do with The Shining. Yeah, there were a lot of Shining references throughout this whole thing, and that came out, like we said, in the last episode in 1980, so they had a couple of years to work with some uh, source material, yeah, some it definitely, inspiration pieces. You can definitely feel that it took some inspiration from um, a couple different places, which is always interesting to see. Um, yeah, it was directed by Charles E. Seller. Yeah, who actually um, really hated making this movie, hmm. is not proud that he made this movie and refused to direct many of the violent death scenes because he found them upsetting. Then why did he sign on to direct this? It's a Christmas slasher. I don't know. What did he expect? I don't know. The movie is called Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes, it is. Originally, it was going to be called Sleigh Ride. I guess which has a cheerier sounding. Was it, wait, was it S-L-A-Y? Of course yeah, it was. come on. Never mind. Even then... <laughs> Like, if you're getting into a movie called Sleigh Ride or Silent Night, Deadly Night, you probably know what you're getting into. Yeah, you would think. But yeah, so apparently the, like, um, assistant director had to step in and direct a bunch of the murder scenes. Interesting stuff. Very interesting. Um, the screenplay is written by Michael Hickey, and it stars Robert Brian Wilson, Lillianne Chauvin, Gilmer McCormick, Tony Nero, and Britt Leach. It was made for $750,000. Yeah, I couldn't find a super exact number. Like, it wasn't listed on its Wikipedia page, but that's what came up when I Googled it. And it uh, it made a pretty decent turnaround on that. It made $2.5 million, which is not a ton, but, I mean, this not is too a, bad. a seasonal slasher. I don't think that anyone really necessarily expected it would. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. I think that horror movies, no matter what time of year, will always do decently. Um, but sometimes the thematic ones are great. Yeah, sometimes the thematic ones are great. Sometimes the thematic ones are this. Yep. <laughs> Although I did genuinely enjoy it. I don't want to shit talk it too much. 
Also, it made it a little bit more enjoyable as we made it came up with some uh, drinking rules for the movie. Yeah, it's definitely more fun if you are watching this in maybe a boozy setting um, with some friends. So we would encourage you guys. We're going to post this on the blog as well, um, which is at our website, which is SaturdayThe14thPodcast.com. Um, but here are some rules to keep in mind. First, um, take a sip anytime someone says either the word punish or naughty. And you will be wasted based off of just that. Yeah, that's really the only rule you need. If you want to take it a little bit easier, you can cut out punish and just stick to naughty because they say punish a lot. They do, man. But it's up to you. Yeah. Um, You can also drink anytime there is a cutaway shot of Christmas decorations. Every time, like, something creepy might happen, there's just, like, a close-up of a Santa or a close-up of, like, elves. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the store that he works at that you get a lot of intimate close-ups of. Also, it makes you really appreciate how creepy so many Christmas decorations really are. Yeah. I think this movie isn't creepy just because of, like, the plot and, like, the killing. I think it just highlights that that Santa himself is kind of a creepy character. It is a creepy concept when you think about it. Yeah. But next week... Speaking of Santa being creepy, um, you should drink every time someone dressed like Santa appears on screen. There are many people dressed like Santa in this movie. A lot of Santas. A lot of Santas. Um, You should also drink whenever you hear a Christmas song that has obviously been made up for this movie. I think they play one real Christmas song. They play one real one, and they have people, like, sing a couple of them. Mm -hmm. So, like, you have a group of people in the stores singing, like, We Wish You a Merry Christmas or something like that. Yeah, but the 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 carolers sing a made-up Christmas song. Yep. There's most of the songs in this movie are completely new and made up or just ones I've literally never heard before. It's very weird. It makes it not feel super Christmassy. It's like, I'm curious if it had to do with like getting rights to these songs and anything. Maybe, way. but I feel like most of them are like hymns. You don't need to like get the rights to like sing. If they had we to wish re-record Mary- them themselves though. Well, yeah, but they, like for carolers outside. Yeah, I got nothing for you. It was very strange. Um... But yeah, it does have this weird effect where like it doesn't necessarily feel like it actually is Christmas because all of the songs that they're singing are like completely different songs that you've never heard before. Very strange. Yeah. But yeah, definitely interesting choices of music. Um, not really sure why. Next, you can drink every time. Billy does something really wholesome in his good worker montage. Yeah, and there's like a two to three minute long scene where he's just, he's gotten a new job and he's just being a very good boy, basically, and like helping people do stuff. Yeah, we originally were talking about having someone waterfall through this entire scene, but then we realized that you would die. Yeah, don't do that. Drink responsibly. You can finish your drink if you'd like. If you want, sure. But yeah. Um, and then every time there's a time jump, which only happens a couple times, so maybe take a big gulp for those ones. Yeah. And then finally, every Christmas-themed death. Hell yes. And there are several. Not every single death is Christmas-themed. No, some of them are not. But some of them are. To be fair, every time, for the most part, it's someone either killing Santa or Santa killing someone else. Which has a Christmassy vibe to it, it no does, matter what. It does, but I would say the ones, for example, um, are you being strangled with a string of Christmas lights? Yeah, so if you get shot, maybe not, but if you get impaled on reindeer antlers, yes, yeah. drink for that. I think it's a good rule. Yeah. Um, all right, so do you want to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the movie kicks off with Billy, who's a like rambunctious like five-year-old kid or so, um, driving in a car with his parents and his baby brother. Yeah. And they are discussing Santa. Yeah, so they're driving along, they're talking about Christmas, and um, Billy is really excited for Christmas, and he's excited for Santa. He really wants to see Santa. Yes. And his mom is like, uh, no, you can't do that, because if you stay up for too late, then you're bad, and then Santa won't come, and you won't get your present. But Santa has something 
big plan for you. Which is just a small amount of foreshadowing. Oh, yeah, real subtle. Mm -hmm. Super, super subtle and fine. And so um, the family is driving, and they get to a mental hospital where it turns out they are going to visit the mom's father. Yes, so So they're, like, talking this whole time about, like, going to see Grandpa... And it turns out that he is in a in a mental institution. Yeah. So um, they all go see him, and he is brought out, and the parents are trying to talk to him, and he's just unresponsive. Yeah. And so shortly after they talk to him, Billy is like, well, why isn't he responding? The parents are like, he can't hear us. He doesn't even really know we're here. And he's like, why are we here then? <laughs> Billy does not hold back with his feelings in this no, movie. No, he has a lot of opinions. Yeah. Um, and they're like, that's rude. Don't say that. And then right after that happens, um, a doctor comes in and wants to give an update on the grandfather's status to the parents. So them and the little baby brother all go into this room. They're like, hang out with grandpa while we're in there. This is how you know it's the 80s. Because instead of like leaving an orderly or a nurse or somebody to like make sure that this child doesn't just like run amok in a hospital... They're just like, just sit him down next to his grandfather who doesn't know what's going on around him. It'll be super fine. And But as soon as they all go into the room, we find out that the grandfather actually does know what's going on around him. Yeah, and he can talk and everything. And he is a... Uh, very creepy. Very creepy man. Super, super creepy. Honestly, this is a great performance. Yeah, it's probably the best performance in the movie, honestly. It's incredible. So he looks at him and he's like, talking about how, like... Christmas is the scariest damn night of the year. And how Santa is going to seek out and punish everyone who's naughty. He rewards those who are good and he punishes those who are bad. For those following along, with a couple of punishes there. Yeah. Yeah. And some naughties, I think. And so he's like freaking out, obviously. Yeah. Billy is not pleased with this. And then the parents come out and the grandfather like winks at him and then goes back to being very stoic and like unresponsive. Yeah. And so they all get back in the car and the kid is talking to his parents and he's like, I'm really worried because Santa's going to punish me. And his mom's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, that's what grandpa said. I actually really like this because instead of being like, shut up, your grandpa can't talk. His mom or his dad is like, what do you mean? Like, what is he talking about? His grandpa doesn't talk. And his mom goes, well, I don't see why he'd lie about that. Yeah. Which is like, yes, believe your kid. It was so nice to actually see the kid being believed. Yeah, I liked that. And so um, he's still talking about, he's like, no, but like grandpa said this is going to happen. I'm so scared of Santa. And the mom turns around and she says, grandpa is nothing but a crazy old fool. Yeah. And then it's great because Billy like gasps very dramatically like, oh, now you said something naughty. It's not good to make fun of old people. Yeah. And he's like, Santa's going to punish you. Yep. And then we cut away to another unrelated experience, which is a convenience store, and Santa walks in, and uh, he's talking to the clerk who's like, oh, what's going on out there, you know, crazy night. Yeah, and then uh, Santa ends up pulling a gun on this clerk, because he decides to rob this little convenience store. Yep, and the clerk goes for a gun in return and gets shot in the chest. And Santa, yeah, goes bang, 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 and shoots him multiple times. And uh, runs out with the cash in the register, which is... A total of $31. Not worth it. Yeah, like... Who kills someone for $31? This guy's a bad person. Yeah. But he drives off in his uh, big red car, which I thought was funny because he's basically driving a big red sleigh. I also noticed that the family is wearing blue most of the time. Oh, I didn't know that. And they drive like a blue car. Interesting. I don't know if that's intentional or what, but. Well, we cut back to the family who's driving along and we stumble upon the same Santa in his big red car and Santa's waving the family down. Mm -hmm. And Billy's like, don't stop. Like, I'm scared of Santa. Just keep going. The family's like, no, we have to stop and help him. So the family pulls over and the dad gets out of the car. Yeah, well, he rolls down the window to talk to him. And then what is it that he's like, oh, like, are you stuck? Do you need help? 
And the Santa says something like, or he's like, do you need a ride? And the dad, the Santa says something like, well, not so much. And then yeah. he kills the dad. Yeah. Which is weird. He basically just like, I guess, carjacks them for no reason. Yep. It's very strange. But so the dad like tries to drive away and he shoots him like twice through the, um, through the windshield and he gets the mom a little bit. And then he goes and he drags the mom out and Billy runs away and he goes off to hide in the bushes. And the baby's just left in the backseat. Yeah, he's just there. And he's like gonna assault the mom. Like he rips her shirt open. Um, and then you hear police sirens in the background. So he decides instead of doing that, he's just gonna slit her throat. Mm-hmm. And Billy just sees it all. And then we cut to a couple years later. Yeah, drink because it's a jump forward. Yep. And... We now see that we are at a home for orphaned children. All the kids in this classroom are drawing pictures of Santa and what they think of when they think of Santa. Yeah. And Billy puts his up on the board. And it is a very violent Santa and a beheaded Rudolph and just a lot of blood and grossness. And like some of the children scream. Yeah. So he has to go talk to Mother Superior. I swear people actually drew things like this when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. Totally. And were not sent to like the principal's office for it. No. But also it's like it's so not constructive because he goes to Mother Superior And this nun, Sister Margaret, is like, hey, something's wrong with this kid. We need to, like, actually do something about it. We need to, like, get him therapy or something because, you know. And the mother superior is like, no, I have my own methods because she just sent him to his room. They also seem very convinced that, like, he doesn't remember what happened. Yeah. I don't know why. And they keep saying that he gets worse every Christmas, but that as far as they know, he has no memories of it. I don't know if he, like, has blocked it out and maybe he just gets, like, small flashbacks of what happened. Maybe, but I just... I, it seems like yeah. it all comes back to him later. Like he's no, he like can kind of remember some flashes of it, and then there's like a yeah. scene later where it seems like he remembers every single thing that. That's happened. true. Maybe that's what it is. They don't really establish that though, so it's no, not super clear why he it doesn't is not remember clear it in the slightest. Um, so he is sent to his room by yeah. Mother Superior, and um, later Sister Margaret, who's the, like the nice nun, mm-hmm. while Mother Superior is not very nice, um, she goes and she says like you should come out of your room and come play downstairs. Um, He's like, no, but Mother Superior said I shouldn't. And she's like, no, it'll be okay. Yeah. And so he's wandering around upstairs and he hears noises. And he kind of follows where the noises are coming from. And he looks through a keyhole and there are people having sex in there. Yeah. And it's, I guess, a nun and like a guy who works there. It's never really clear who Yeah, you don't really see them. I don't. Like, much else in the movie. They're just, like, no, two people boning. No, I think this is the boning. only time. I thought maybe they could have been, like, 16-year-olds who were at the orphanage together or something Maybe. Like that. It, it's unclear. But he's, like, watching them get it on. And then Mother Superior, she shows up. But, like, at the same time, he's getting, like, these weird flashbacks to, like, the guy attacking his mom. And so that's getting all jumbled up in his head. And then Mother Superior shows up. And she's, like... No, and he like she like runs into the room and starts like hitting them with belts, and she's yelling like naughty, yeah, uh, which is not a great decision in the long run. No, nope. and so he gets scared, and Billy runs outside. Yeah, and so she goes out after him, and she's like, "Hey, did you like know what that was?" And he's like, "No, I don't know." She says something like "good," and then she talks about how punishment is necessary and punishment is good. Yeah, when it's deserved, when someone is naughty. Yeah, and so he's like, "That makes sense." And she's like, well, you left your room, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, I did. And so she hits him with the belt as well. Yep. Which is totally not just all fucking this kid up in a weird, super psychosexual way at all or no, anything like slightest. that. It's super fine. So he, she then tells him that he needs to go to his room until she specifically says that he's not allowed. Yeah. Until she specifically says that he's allowed back out. Yeah. So he goes back and then he has this nightmare 
And he, like, wakes up screaming in the middle of the night. And he runs out of his room just to, like, it seems like he's trying to try and find someone. Yeah. Um, but then Mother Superior and Sister Margaret and all the kids find him out in the hallway. And so Sister Margaret literally, like, ties him to his bed so he will not leave his room. Yeah, it's really fucked up. But later they do let him come back downstairs because they're having their Christmas celebration because this is all happening on Christmas. Yep. What the fuck? Um, so he's going to go open his present and Mother Superior is like, ho, 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 I'm the smartest girl ever and I know how to punish children. And Sister Margaret's like, well, Christmas isn't quite over. Time to bring in Santa. Yeah. And Mother Superior says that she's going to force him to sit on his lap like a good little boy. This is like just so fucked up. I think it's supposed (laughs) to be like when you're scared of something and you're forced to experience it and it forces you to like address your fears. Like if you have a phobia of clowns and you go to the circus or something like that. And sometimes this is something that's supposed to work, but I feel like in this scenario when it's like an eight year old child who saw Santa murder his family, maybe just don't make him sit on Santa's lap. Maybe just, yeah, it's also like that's supposed to be done by like a therapist. Also true. (laughs) With like training in that, not just some nun who wants to just hit a child with a belt and then like terrify him on Christmas day. Yeah. After his family was murdered in front of him on Christmas day. Like give him a break. Jesus. Ugh. So Mother Superior ends up dragging Billy, like kicking and screaming, to Santa's lap. Yeah. And he runs away and Santa grabs him. And then Billy turns around and like decks Santa in the face. Yeah. And it's beautiful. He knocks him back like a good two feet. Like he sends Santa flying. And yep. this is like an eight-year-old child. And he runs up to his room and Santa sits up and he has like a very bloody nose. And Billy like goes and runs to the corner of his bedroom mm-hmm. and sits in the corner crying, saying like he's sorry and he didn't mean to be naughty and he doesn't want to be punished. And then Mother Superior comes in and then there's a freeze frame on his face. It's weird. And then it flashes forward another 10 years, so drink again. Yep. Um, and we see... It's not Mother Superior. Is it Mother Superior? No, I think it's Sister Margaret. We see Sister Margaret um, trying to get Billy a job at a, as a stock boy at a toy store. And the guy, Mr. Sims, who runs it, is like, no, like we don't need some kid. We need like a guy who can haul around big stuff. And they show Billy, who is 18, and he's super buff. And he looks like a young Kevin Bacon. Yeah, he's like 6'2 or something like that. He's yeah. like super tall and super buff and pretty attractive, yeah, he's actually. he's cute. He's very 80s hot. But he's he's 80s like, hot. He's cute. Yeah. Um, and so they put him to work. They're like, all right, sweet, sign him on up. And we get this unbelievable montage that we mentioned earlier where it's just him being, like, the world's most wholesome, sweet 80s boy. Like, there's a scene of him, like, picking up a little girl who wants a toy on the top shelf so that way she can reach it. Yeah, and there's, like, a shitty coworker of his who's, like, drinking on the job at lunch and he offers him some, like, whiskey and he's like, no, I have milk. <laughs> it's, like, very stereotypical, like, this is a good guy. Okay, if you know an 18-year-old who brings boxes of milk to work to drink on his lunch break, he's going to kill someone. Probably. Just... Blanket rule. Don't trust a milk box. No. If it's a milk bag, it's okay. Sure. But a not bag a milk box. of milk. What the fuck? In school, sometimes they gave out bags of milk. Did really? No, we only got boxes. And then he's, apparently, I was really into stabbing the straw in through the cow's eye. How would I not kill anyone as a child? Yeah, Jesus. What the <laughs> fuck? Um, but as a part of this montage, um, his boss and another one of his co-workers Pamela who's really pretty mm-hmm. um, together they unroll this sign that says Merry Christmas and it's a picture of Santa on like a drawn Santa on this sign and Billy's Billy has- like oh no yeah like a reaction yeah which again if he had gotten therapy as a child May not, might not have had this reaction yeah and then later um, once the montage is over he goes out to the front room mm-hmm. and he sees that there's like a live Santa in the store because it's a toy store right. around Christmas right 
And he's been working there for a couple months now. Like, yeah, when I don't know job, why I Sister Margaret didn't think this would be a problem. I don't know. I think everyone else didn't have jobs, is what they said earlier. And this I is, guess. like, the only person who might. Mm. Um, but he, like, runs to the back of the stockroom, like, falls down in shock at seeing Santa. It's really weird. And then that night he ends up having, like, a really intense sex dream about yeah, his coworker, he's like, Pamela. Yeah, so there's Pamela, and then there's the shitty guy who was drinking on his lunch break. And the shitty guy is, like, flirting with Pamela. And he's, like, also looking at Pamela and, like, oh, you're hot. And then the guy's like, you need to, like, stop messing around and, like, be more professional. And they get into So clearly there's, like, bad blood between the shitty coworker and him. And both of them are into Pamela. Yeah. And he has a very sensual, very weird dream about Pamela. But it ends with him being stabbed in the side and, like, ripped in, like, open by butt, Santa. In, like, the butt, though, at first. Santa just, like, it's approaches like- and, like, stabs him right in the butt and then goes up. Yeah. But it's just, like, his little bubble butt. And Santa's like, boop. Pokes him right in it. Cash. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he wakes up and that's, that fucks him up a little bit because he gets stabbed because he's been naughty. Because sex yeah, is naughty. Yep. And the next day we find out that the toy store Santa has broken his ankle. Mm-hmm. And that the temporary, or, and the company they get temporary workers through only has women. Yeah. And so they're like, what are we going to do? And they're like, we know, we'll get the big tall guy who works in the back to dress up as Santa for us. And he's. It doesn't go great. Well, he agrees to it. <laughs> But he looks good in the costume. Yeah, but then this girl sits on his lap, and it's the most weird, she creepy thing. She keeps, like, thing. struggling and kicking him. He's like, stop struggling. Stop struggling. And at some point, and he's, like, saying this all under his breath to the kids so no one else can hear. And she's not stopping. And he's like, if you don't stop, like, or he says, like, you're being naughty. And you know what Santa does to naughty children? He punishes them. You don't want to get punished, do you? And she, like, stops. And then, meanwhile, the parents are talking to, like, the store owner, and they see, like, the girl, like, behave for him. They're like, oh, he has such a way with kids. But it's so creepy because he just has this child on his lap, and he's like, don't struggle. Just sit on my lap. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Someone should have watched this scene because it looks really disturbing. <laughs> it looks really like, messed It looks up. fucked up. And so the nun, uh, Sister Margaret, calls just to check up on what he's doing. They're like, oh, how's it like him being a stock boy? And the shitty coworker's like, oh, he's not a stock boy. Now he's been promoted to Santa. And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> That's not good. So she's like, uh-oh, we, I should probably check on that yeah. at some point. But in the meantime, at the end of his first day, they have a little work party. And they said, like, it's time to get hammered. And yeah. they put on, like, a ton of alcohol. Yeah, and they're singing Christmas carols that are not real Christmas carols. Nope, they, I think this is actually, um, this party scene is where we first get to hear the Santa's coming. Santa, well, because that's on Santa. the radio when he when his family gets killed the first night. Oh, Santa's watching, Santa's waiting. Christmas it's very creepy. Eve is slowly fading. Yeah, it's disturbing. It's a disturbing Oh, Christmas it's my carol. favorite part of this movie. So Billy starts drinking because everybody else is drinking, and they're like, whatever, have fun, like, loosen up. So um, two of the coworkers are kind of flirting, or the shitty coworker and Pamela are, like, talking, and he, like, waves some mistletoe, and they'll kind of, like, run to the back corner of the shop, and they're yeah. like, and uh, Billy sees this happening. He's not very happy. No, um, he's drinking, so now that's not good. Yep, and he's, like, jealous, drunk, dressed up as Santa, and his boss starts talking about how, like, oh, you've got to sober up. You know, it's, like, your job. You've, you know what Santa does on Christmas Eve, right? And he's like, yes, I do. And he's no like, one else knows how bad that well, is. Well, you should get go and uh, do that because it's your job to do what Santa does. Holy shit. 
So then we cut to um, the shitty coworker and Pamela, and he's like, I have a present for you. You should follow me. She's like, oh, like, what is it? He's like, well, I can't give it to you in front of people. It's his dick. It's 100% his it's dick. It's super his dick. Yes. And so she follows him back there because she's sweet and she doesn't know what he's trying to say. And then he starts, like, forcing himself on her and groping her yeah, and, and stuff like, like kissing that. her neck. And she's like, uh, stop that, please. Don't do that. And this is where Billy actually walks in. As he yeah. hears this going on, he walks to the back and sees him, like, assaulting her. Like, he rips open her shirt. Yeah. And it's obviously, like, triggering the memory of, like, what happened to his mother. And so he gets uh, real upset. And, again, he's, like, a little drunk. I will say, if you do see this happening, you should definitely step in. Yes. Don't do it exactly the same way that he does it. Where he grabs the string of Christmas lights next to him and wraps it around the shitty coworker's neck and strangles him to death. And which somehow ends up cutting his neck open and he ends up bleeding out everywhere. Yeah. So Pamela's like, what the fuck? Why did you do that? You're crazy. And then he's still in, like, super, like everything is fucked up in his brain mode. And he turns and he's like, you've been naughty. Punishment is necessary. Punishment is good. And he stabs her. Yeah. And then he just sort of loses it. So like technically he's killing people because they're naughty because all these people are like breaking rules. Like you're not supposed to be drinking at work and all this stuff. But it's just like literally anything, any little tiny excuse he's using to murder people. I think he like is of the opinion that pretty much everyone is naughty unless they have to like prove themselves good. Because if you think about like, there's like there are scenes later where he like forces people to like prove that they're good. Yeah. Um, but the boss hears like what's going on in the back and he's like, Oh, I should probably go check this out. Yeah. And so he goes in and he's wasted. Yeah. And uh Billy ends up slamming a axe into him. Yeah. No, he it's actually the backside of a hammer that goes in through his skull. Right. You're right. He gets the axe a little bit later on. Yeah. But he does end up getting an axe and he gets um uh the the other coworker, there's another female coworker notices that, like, the boss has been missing for a while, and so she comes back, and then he kills her. He attacks her with an axe, but then he kills her with a bone arrow. Yeah. Which so, is weird. Yeah, because she walks in, she sees, like, the dead body, and she tries to run away and get out of the shop, and, uh, yeah, he tried to kill the axe, and then... I'm guessing it's a toy bow and arrow? It seems to work a like a store. real bow and arrow. Yeah, um, because we were watching this, and Paul was just like, where the fuck did he get a bow and arrow? <laughs> like, who just has that laying around? Right, at that point, I was like, I thought this was a toy store. Is this, like, a sporting goods store? And I just didn't know it. But no, it's it's a toy store well, that just has a bow and arrow. toy stores sell, like, soccer balls and stuff like that. So maybe it has, like, and sporting goods section. a fucking bow and arrow. <laughs> yes, why not? Anyway, it's he super found crazy. it somehow. So then he, like, pieces out of there. And the nun, who realized that, like, some bad shit was probably going to go down, decides to come down and check. And after he's left, she walks on into the... Um, Walks on into the store and just, like, there's dead people everywhere. Yep. And she's like, rot row. Yeah. And meanwhile, uh, Billy continues on his, like, slaughter fest. Yeah, he goes, he breaks into this home because he hears, or, like, he, he sees, I guess, people hooking up. It's very Halloween babysitter murders type stuff. Like, it's a girl babysitting this kid. Um, I think it's her younger sister. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, I think it's a girl who's, like, taking care of her younger sister, and she's hooking up with her boyfriend downstairs, and the mm-hmm. younger sister tries to walk in, and she's like, no, we're doing homework down here. Don't come. And <laughs> If you uh, don't go to bed right now, Santa won't come at all. And this is my favorite thing. She's like, oh, no, I need to let the cat in. So she goes, runs upstairs, topless, wearing yeah. only shorts. She, like... And then opens the front door wide, and is like, kitty, kitty, you gotta come in, otherwise you're gonna have to stay out all night. Yeah. And, like, the cat finally runs in, but she's literally standing with the door wide open. With her boobs just out. Yeah. And she, like, freaked out about the idea of her younger sister seeing her without her clothes on earlier, and, like, realizing she'd been hooked But like, now the entire neighbor's o- neighborhood's okay with it. Yeah, it's very weird. So, um, the cat comes in, she closes the door, 
and then uh, someone starts hitting the front door with an axe. Yeah, it's this this part's a little bit The Shining. Mm-hmm, Strong Shining vibes. But he gets in through the front door and he kills um, the girlfriend. Front door, back door, side door? I think it's the front door, but well, he comes in through a door. Yeah, he gets in through the door. Um, and so he gets the, the sister, the older sister... And he picks her up and he impales her on, there's like a taxidermy reindeer in their living room, and he impales her on those. And you see like the horns go through her whole abdomen, which is gross. I guess technically it's a regular deer and not a reindeer. Yeah, I but guess you're right. Point of reindeer this, would be softer and fuzzier. Yeah, than their they were not fuzzy antlers. <laughs> the boyfriend doesn't hear any of this because he's downstairs and the radio's on. So he didn't hear someone break down the door with an axe. Or his girlfriend screaming for her life. Or also he throws an axe at her yep. before he puts her up. Like, it's loud, but he's got, like, a radio on so he can't hear but anything. But he goes upstairs to try and figure out what's going on, and he sees Santa. And he gets axe murdered. Well, he actually gets thrown out the window. You're right. And a bunch of shards from the window end up impaling him. Yep. Almost as good. I don't think is how that works. Probably not. Maybe that's why our parents all got, like, a... The fancy glass that breaks into like a thousand pieces and so yeah. like large chunks. It's so that you don't saw fall scene. out a window and then impale yourself well, on so the chunks. Santa doesn't throw you out a window. Sure, to murder you, know. you. I understand. So now that he's made work of the sister and the boyfriend, he runs into the the, the little sister. Yeah, and little sister's so excited to see Santa, <laughs> even though their whole house is destroyed. Two people are dead, and Santa is covered in blood. I think that she only takes a couple steps out of the room, and most of the blood's on his face. So. That's true. You know. So she's like, yeah, Santa. And he's like, have you been good this year? She's like, yeah, definitely. And he's like, cool, here's a bloody box cutter. And she's like, thanks? But he makes, he asks her like four times. He's like, are you sure you haven't done a single naughty thing all year? And she's like, no, I've been good. Like, he is interrogating her and just automatically he's super terrifying. This like eight-year-old girl has been naughty. Yeah. But I guess he gets... Or she gets the seal of approval from him. With the bloody box cutter. And that's the most fucked up thing you could possibly give a child. Yeah, and he just kind of keeps killing. He uh, hears sirens at some point. Yeah, he keeps running from the police. He So there are these two kids who are sledding. And then these other two kids come out and bully them into giving up their sledding spot so they can also sled, which is not why teenagers bully each other, but whatever. <laughs> um, and so then, while those two bully kids are who are naughty... I need to be punished. The first kid, like, sleds down and has a great time. Yeah. And he's like, hey, second kid, like, come sled down. It's great. And so the second kid starts. And then halfway down, Billy just jumps out of the woods and yells, naughty! And then fucking knocks either this kid's head punish. Yeah, because every time he, before he kills someone, he either yells, like, punish or naughty. He's like a fucking Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Every time you press X, he goes, naughty! And every time you press, like, A. His ultimate is punish! and then he chops your head off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so by the end of the, the sledding trip, <laughs> the, so the kid who's at the bottom sees his friend. I just choose to believe that both of the boys are couples and they're getting like their it. evening interrupted. Um, and so he, he sees his boyfriend, maybe, maybe, come on down the hill and realizes once he gets out into the light that he doesn't have a head anymore. But his body stayed on that sled the yeah, whole time. Yeah, Solid center of gravity on that It was kid. really impressive, honestly. Good um, technique. And the, ch- the police are now looking for him. And so while he heard the sirens earlier, um, they're going down the street and they see a Santa going up a ladder into someone's bedroom. And they're, and they're like, like, fuck, oh, that's fuck. him. So they like knock on the door and they get let in. They run upstairs with their guns pulled. And it turns out it's like this father trying to surprise his daughter. Yeah. And it's like really sweet. 
It is. But, like, it just shows how hard on Christmas Eve it is to arrest a Santa. Right. However, Sister Margaret has kind of figured out that there's a problem, so she's gone to the police, and they've talked through, she's made friends with this detective who I think, I think his name is Richards. Um, and they're like, oh, okay, so what's going on? Oh, there's a pattern. Like, we figured out what the problem is. He's probably going to go home next to the orphanage. Yeah, she says, like, because he's like, oh, everything's random. She's like, well, I don't think it is random. I think it all really makes sense based on his history. Yeah. And that's how, through this conversation, they realize, oh, shit, he's going to the orphanage. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, okay, we need to go there right away. So they send one guy over ahead of everybody else. Um, I think just like all police who are available are supposed to head there immediately. Yeah. And this one guy gets there before everyone else. And he sees a Santa walking in towards children. Yeah. Well, cause he pulls up and he sees like a Santa walking in and he's like, Oh yeah. no. So he like gets out of the car and he's like, stop, stop. And the Santa just keeps going and, like, puts out a hand to, like, grab a kid. Mm-hmm. And the kids are, like, running towards him because they're so excited because it's Christmas and they don't know. Yeah. And so um, a police officer, because he's screaming at the Santa to stop and he's not listening, he pulls out a gun and shoots him. Yeah. And so the nun and the other police officer hear about this and they're like, whew, okay. And then they get there. Oh, well, they hear or on they the get radio. close and they hear on the radio that it turns out it was the wrong guy. So, so it's like, not the right. This guy's in his 50s. He is not young like they thought. And also... They say something like that, and she's like, oh, no, it's Father O'Brien. He was supposed to be Santa this year. And they're like, well, they were yelling at him to stop. He's like, yeah, he's deaf. Oh, God, so he gets shot. Yep, so they shoot a deaf priest. Yeah, he's trying to help some children. It's pretty tragic. It is. Um, But then they have this guy still staked out at the orphanage, and he's like, don't worry, like, nobody's going to get in. Like, it's going to totally be fine. I'm going to go around and check and make sure that we're all good. You stay in here. Don't let anyone in. Yeah, they lock all the doors of the orphanage, Mm -hmm. and all the kids are, like, opening their presents. And Mother Superior is there now in a wheelchair. Everyone's chill as fuck about the fact that their priest just got shot in front of them. no one seems that upset. They're like, well, it's Christmas. We'll open some presents. So um, this police officer with the bad mustache, who was the one who shot Father O'Brien. Which I feel like he should be taken off of that duty. Because he just shot an innocent man. But I think so. Yeah. But he goes and he finds like this old shed that has like a really creepy downstairs, like a burnt out furnace and everything like that. Yeah, and it's I was 100% sure that like Santa was going to be pushed into the furnace and like killed in a chimney type situation. That would have been interesting. That did not happen. Missed opportunity. Um, but he doesn't find anyone down there. No. He goes upstairs. And he's like, we're good. And he walks out of the shed. And then there's immediately an axe in his chest. Yeah. I got very strong uh, Halloran vibes from The Shining for yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. It's sort of that same like, oh, I'm going to check around and see what the problem is. And then you just get unceremoniously murdered with an axe which is also, I think, a similar technique. Definitely. Um, And so Billy, obviously, is the person who attacked him and killed him with the axe, and he wanders over to the door, and there's this big glass door into the orphanage. And he just kind of looks in, he, like, waves at a kid, and this little kid comes over. And he's like, it's Santa. So he opens the door and lets him in. And he walks in, he's holding hands with the kid, and Mother Superior's like, fuck. Yeah, she turns around. She didn't see it happening because she was facing away from the door. And, and she's like, hey, come over here. Why don't you just come sit down instead of being over there next to him? And so she's kind of, like, keeping the kids away a little bit. And then for some reason decides to start ranting about how there's no such thing as Santa. Well, I think that what happens is, like, Billy starts to walk up with the axe. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, trying to get maybe Billy to acknowledge that he is not actually Santa or something. Or maybe she's trying to, like, get him so mad that he kills her first and doesn't, like, hurt any of the kids. But also, like, you can't help those kids if you're dead. Yeah, but she keeps saying, like, there's no such thing as Santa. There's no such thing as Santa. And he, like, lifts his axe and he says, naughty. Naughty, naughty. 
And uh, then Richards, the police officer, and Miss, Sister Margaret enter at the exact right time and yeah. shoot him a yeah. handful of times. And he collapses, and Sister Margaret runs over to him and, like, cradles his face in her hands and because he looks over. Because she knows that, at heart, he's a good person who had some really traumatic experiences that messed him up. Yeah. Because he obviously snapped. Like, he's a good kid. Yeah. I mean, obviously not in the this situation. The montage showed us how yeah, good he of a was kid a great, he is. He only drinks milk. When it's not Christmas. Yeah. So he collapses and he looks over at the kids and with his dying breath he goes, you're safe now, Santa Claus is gone. And then he dies. And then apparently this is supposed to be Billy's little brother Ricky, but like it's never actually stated. Yeah, not it's really. It's like vaguely kind I think of implied. They like call his little brother Ricky earlier on and then they call this kid Ricky, but they're gotcha. kind of vague with the association. But Ricky, who was apparently supposed to be 14, but looks like he's eight years old. Yeah. Um, is standing like right in front of him when he gets shot. And then he, like, looks down at the axe and looks up at Mother Superior and just says, naughty. Which, like, get this kid some fucking therapy. Like, come on. It's already happened once. But then we just get a freeze frame. Yeah. And they like the freeze frames. Freeze frames, times jumps. You know, they they really rely on that. It was the 80s. Yeah. You know, what can you do? love some good 80s freeze frame. Yeah. Uh, And that's the movie. And I loved watching this movie, although I would never suggest that it is a great movie because it's not there's a lot happening in this movie (laughs) there is um one of them i think is one of the interesting things about there are a lot of these kind of horror movies that are based around a holiday in particular or some sort of special event like prom night isn't exactly a holiday but it is a special event that's like a fun true or like friday the 13th is very like day specific that's true but there are also a lot of them that are just about holidays and there's a ton about christmas so like there's this one there's to all a good night christmas evil don't open until christmas last year we did three with gremlins krampus and black christmas yeah there's another one of these called silent night bloody night there's a really good one uh, or at least a really enjoyable one called Better Watch Out that I think might still be on Netflix. Um, I that's really, really good. I really want to see Jack Frost. I have not yet seen it. Yeah, we'll get to that one for sure. The cover of it used to terrify me as a kid. I was always confused about the fact that there are two Jack Frost. Because one is like a family movie and one is like not. But both of them have possessed snowmen. Yeah, it's just a very different vibe. I have actually heard the Jack Frost, uh, the scary one is a horror comedy though. So okay. they're not that different. Well, I like a horror comedy. Who doesn't? And we got Halloween, obviously. Um, trick or treats. Jacko, trick or treat. Um, April Fool's Day. There's like several. There's a couple. April Fool's Day there's is literally of the name val- of one. There's a handful of Valentine's Day ones. Yeah, you like, got My Bloody Valentine. Which I actually watched on Valentine's Day a couple years ago romantic i know it was a very good time that sounds fun i still haven't seen that one but i'm sure that we'll get to it and i was thinking about like what makes that so alluring like why is that so scary i do think halloween probably kicked it off like i know that there were other movies prior to halloween that had that kind of theme like i think that the first black christmas was 76 i want to say so that was a little bit before halloween but i think that there's something interesting about like first off like a day of celebration you know when everybody's in a good mood and people aren't really like thinking about bad things happening to them. Like, you don't really think about that at Halloween or Christmas. Or, I mean, you think about it at Halloween, but, like, in a fun way. Yeah, because it's, like, the spooky holiday and all that. Yeah. And I think there's an element of, like, well, people are dressed up anyway, so you don't really know. Like, it's that, like, hiding in plain sight thing. Halloween's a very easy one. Right. And I think it's really good. Um, Yeah, and I do think the idea of, like, you expect all these really good things to happen, and, like, it's, um, like, subverting your expectations. And so Valentine's Day is supposed to be this sweet, romantic thing, and, like, nope, it's going to be stabby, stab, stab instead. Yeah, or, like, 
with April Fool's Day, I think that you can, like, you're expecting weird shit to happen anyway, so when stuff seems off, you don't really react in the right way. I have never seen April Fool's Day. No, but there's a couple of them, which I was surprised by. I haven't seen them either, but I, I was thinking about it, and I think that's interesting. It makes that, like, sense. I'm you, just really curious now what yeah, they actually do. It's like you set things up as pranks, and then it turns out they're actual murder. Or, like, in this one, he gets, like, they, they address the fact that there's multiple Santas around there, and you can't figure out which one he's supposed to be, and, like, it's dangerous, you yeah. know? Kids don't know to not trust Santa. And definitely, I think one of my favorites that we touched on last year is the um, opportunities for thematic deaths. Oh my god, I love theme deaths. Yeah. It's, like, it kind of adds a comedy aspect to it, and it turn, it continues that subversion. Yeah. Um, like, that guy getting strung up on the Christmas lights in this movie is great. Yeah, or being impaled by a reindeer. Yeah. That's fun, and it's like, you know they had to put some thought into it to, like, oh, yeah. make it work, and I like that. Definitely. Um, and I think that part of it is just subverting the idea of, like, things that are either beloved or, like, inherently creepy aspects. Like, so people love Santa, right? Yeah, people do love Santa. But when you think about Santa... It's creepy. It's really creepy. Why is that man in your house? He's Why is an, he watching you? He's an old man who watches what you do all year round, and then he enters your home and does things based on how good or bad you are. Yeah. And I think the only reason why we, like, accept it is because of the fact that he gives us gifts. Like, we were just being bribed to accept, like, stalkerish tendencies. Yeah, honestly. Like, I was super afraid when I was a kid. I was, like, really afraid of intruders coming into our house. And, like, it would keep me awake because I couldn't sleep because I was so scared. But, like, Christmas Eve, I stayed up because I was, like, excited because I was like, when, are my, like, when am I going to hear Santa? Where is he? Like, I can't wait for him to get here. We used to every year have a family member dress up as Santa, and they'd walk around. He'd always knock on the door and come in through the front door. Oh, that's nice. Um, but they'd have, like, a family member in the other room, like, bang the ceiling with a broom, so that way <laughs> um, those are the reindeer um, oh my god I and love it then we'd hear a bell and we'd let in Santa he'd come in and he'd give us a gift or two I feel like that makes it way less creepy it wasn't very like you can creepy. like meet Santa yeah I was like I have no idea well, my, my, my Santa... dad had four brothers and so there's always a chance for one of them to dress up like Santa that's true that's a good point I think if I ever have my brother dress up as Santa for my children, it will be a giveaway because my brother is six foot five and like unbelievably skinny. But he's also skinny. very skinny, so you just you put like a bunch of pillows in. Like I guess. women would also be Santa growing up. That's true. I was Santa once. I in my could family. be Santa. I'm tall. Yeah. Um. So I do think that there's a creepiness to that, and I think that it's cool that like they kind of play on that. And I think a lot of movies end up playing on how can we make something that you really like scary. Yeah, so, I mean, and this one kind of does all of it. It does. Well, not so much the toys, but the decorations. Like whenever something creepy is about to happen, like there are like Dutch angle close ups of like a toy Santa's face. Yeah, like it's not full Annabelle level. It's not like you know all the way. To, to be like fair, Chucky there's or nothing something like lovable that. about Annabelle. No, she's terrifying. But the original one was cute. The real, quote the real, unquote, real, real Annabelle yeah. is, is She's cute. like Raggedy Ann. Yeah, or like Chucky is a cute toy, but once you have, I mean, kind of. He's kind of creepy looking too. Yeah, but like, but, yeah. it would be acceptable if he wasn't. Well, like talking Tina in uh, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, exactly. Like, my sister had a doll that looked almost exactly like it. It terrified me and I kept it in the hall closet at all times. <laughs> See, you were smart. You were ready for it. Oh, Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. But I think that there is something interesting about taking something that you like and implicitly trust and making it fucked up. Yeah. You also see it with, like, with like religious figures and nuns. And there's some creepy nuns in this, but they're not, like, all the way creepy. I do think that nuns have a bad rep because some of them have been very, um, 
Yeah, I think the whole Catholic school thing yeah, hasn't given them the best. People at times. And obviously, Mother Superior is like the ultimate nun stereotype in this movie. But they're supposed to be like these good people who work to serve others, and then movies, horror movies, really like to make them scary. Yeah, and I think that in general, religion showing up in horror movies is super common. Like you see it in The Witch. Um, the Nun. <laughs> and in Carrie, I mean, if you look at both the Witch and Carrie, you have the theme of someone who, like, had too much religion pushed on them. They ended up becoming, like, evil, I guess, yeah. because of it. And that kind of happens here. Like, Mother Superior forces her will on him, and he ends up snapping and killing a bunch of people. So it's not that different. And I do think that there's so many elements of Christianity specifically, because it usually tends to be Christianity, you know. Well, obviously, especially with Christmas. Yeah. But, like, obviously other, like, other things, other religions probably pop up in other movies, but there's that, like, a little bit post-apocalyptic-y sort of imagery in the Bible that I think feeds into that kind of anxiety really well. Um, like, actually, last podcast on the left just did an episode about Revelations. Mm. Shit's terrifying. I believe that. So I think there's already a lot to work with in terms of like oh you'll be punished and you'll be you know god will be angry at you or there's like the devil who's coming for you and he's going to take your soul and it's like it's not even just death it's like forever you and know and speaking of being punished for sins yeah this also hits on another one which we talk a little bit about in the friday the 13th episode and in halloween a little bit yeah, yeah but the idea of um sex being a killable offense this one just really gets into that. This one isn't even subtle. Like, at least in Halloween, like, he's killing people who had sex or who were sexually active or doing bad things, but he's never like, I'm gonna punish you for doing this. While Billy, like, walks in on people having sex, screams, punish, and then murders them. But the nice thing, or not the nice thing, but the funny thing to me is that, like, um, again, they spend so much time in the beginning of the movie being like, this is why he's like this. It's like, normally, like, in... There's like half an hour of lead-up before... Yeah. It's an hour and a half long movie. Of just explaining why he's like, why sex and violence and punishment and Christmas specifically are all combined in but his head. It's just really funny that out of, like, it's a movie, I think it's an hour and 24 minutes, a good half hour of that is just yeah. explaining this. It's like yeah. a good third of the movie. They spend a lot of time on it. It's almost like the Rob Zombie Halloween, um, and I, I do think that there's a lot of similarities to Halloween, but specifically the Rob Zombie Halloween spends so much time um, on Michael Myers' like childhood and how he got that way and why he's that fucked up, and I don't like it in that movie. I don't really like the Rob Zombie Halloween, um, but I almost kind of enjoy it in this one because it's like... They make it so clear, and it is like that, again, to reference last podcast on the left, what they call the serial killer soup, where it's just like, you put all that shit in, and you get a fucked up murderer out of it, you know? Yeah, and I do think it's interesting that they might have been doing that partially to make it clear that this isn't just a movie saying Santa's always evil. Yeah. Because there's a lot of backlash towards this movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. um, One of my favorite quotes that a film critic had um, when it came out, was Silent Night, Deadly Night is a sleazy, miserable, insulting piece of garbage. And apparently wow. the LA Weekly asked, um, what quality of diseased mind does it take to perpetrate this hideous concept on the public? Man, people in the 80s had not seen anything, dude. I tell you what. And I guess uh, a lot of the complaints are about the commercial or the trailer for this movie just showed like an axe-wielding Santa like bursting into homes and killing people, you know? <laughs> And while an ominous voice warned, remember, he only looks like Santa. Oh, my God. That's incredible. You and would think that that would be, like, an effort to be, like, don't worry, Santa won't do this to you. But then, uh, apparently, kids started running from uh, Santas and malls because that they is got smart. scared from Honestly, these Honestly, that's legit. 
I didn't like the Santas in the malls when no I was a kid. Did. I liked the concept of actual Santa because I always just want people to bring me gifts. But so because that was only in theaters for two weeks. Oh my god! So that's why it only made two point five million dollars because it was only in theaters for two weeks. <laughs> Um, honestly, I think that's a huge overreaction. I think this movie is super fun, but I guess things have gotten way edgier since 1984, so I can kind of see that. Yeah, it's just hilarious that, like, this movie that we're like, this is so over the top and kind of lame and kind of, like, fun, but, eh, is just like, no, this is literally banned in some places. (laughs) That is super hilarious to me. Um... That's why apparently it was out of print. Oh, oh, that's why you can't see and it. And that's anymore. why it's so because like this movie was really hard for us to find. It's yeah. on Google Play and it's on YouTube. Yeah. And you have to pay to watch it. Yeah. Um but it's not on Amazon, it's not on Netflix, it's not on like Hulu or anything like that. It's only in these places. Apparently it went out of print. Like this movie like caused a lot of drama. Also, like honestly, that makes a lot of sense because when we were watching the movie on YouTube, there are noticeable shifts in the visual quality of it, so I don't think that they got, like, one good print. It seems like they kind of had to, like, cobble it together a little bit, or, like, there were issues getting it converted, because it looks bad in some places. Um, Still worth a watch, though. I would definitely say it's worth, like, the $2 or whatever it is to rent it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's over the top, and I guess it is, you know, we think about Halloween as being, like, the kind of ultimate slasher, you know, like, the beginning of the real slasher, and it definitely goes harder than Halloween does. It does. But I also think that it's hilarious because it's basically just the same exact structure as Halloween. Like where you start off with this kid who has this event on a specific date. That to like be fair, is, he's the one who performs yeah. the traumatic event. Like there's never an explanation as to like this is why Michael Myers is the way that he is. No, this is almost like a real world version of it. Yeah. Where like what could actually happen to a kid to make them do that kind of fucked up shit as an adult. Yeah. So like instead he's like the victim of something terrible and then it just gets like super like baked into his brain and then all this other messed up stuff happens to him. And so he like breaks out and they have to like, it's almost like. Sister Margaret is kind of like a Loomis-type figure, and then there's the police officer who's, like, the sheriff who goes around with her, and they're, like, driving their car, and she's like, he's gonna go home. Like, it's the same stuff that happens in Halloween. Yeah, and it's just very clearly um, influenced by all the movies of that time. Yeah, but there's no... I would say that one of the weird things about this is that there's no final girl in this. Billy is the main character. That's true. Which is kind of unusual for a slasher like It's kind of cool that the slasher is the main character here. I like, think it's really fun. We are following his, we're like kind of rooting for him not to kill people, but to get like the ending he deserves kind of. Like we don't want yeah. him to be, all this bad stuff to be happening to him. No, because you know everything that happened to him and you're like, maybe he'll be okay. And they, But then he kills like seven people. So after that, probably not. No. More than seven. Probably like 10 people. Well, he killed the four people in the store, mm-hmm. um, the two teenagers, the um, kid the two, who was sledding. Yeah. And then the other. And then the other police officer. Yeah. And that, so that's eight. That's eight. But then also a Santa dies because of him. True. He doesn't actively kill him. And those are the ones we actually see on the Yeah, screen. he could have done others. We There's don't really chance. know. Because he was kind of wandering around It kind of implied that there. he was just going from place to place killing a shit ton of people. Yeah. But I thought that was really interesting. Like, it definitely seems like they took the Halloween template and they were like, okay, well, we're going to do it Christmas instead. And even, like, the tagline on the um, uh, the poster that they have up on the Wikipedia page is, like, you survived Halloween, now try and survive Christmas. Oh, that's funny. So it does feel like that's an intentional 100%. similarity that they're drawing there, which I thought was really funny. And I think it just goes to show how much of an influence Halloween had on the genre in general. Like, you know, there's, I don't... I don't think there's another movie that could really compare to how important it was. And not only that, but, like, 
not only had there been one Halloween movie before this came out, there had been multiple. Yeah. Like, Halloween 2 came out in 1981. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, came out in 1982. Like... This was a film franchise that was blowing up. So it wasn't just one movie. It was like the entire franchise that had inspired it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an interesting movie. It's definitely super violent, super fun. Um, lots of boobs. Lots of boobs, man. There's so many boobs. There's so many. But it never like progresses any further than just like. No, it's it's waist up nudity only. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, but it's, I would say it's worth a watch. Get yourself a big cup of eggnog. Let me put a little bit of rum or whiskey in it yeah. if you'd like. If not, you can just play this game with regular eggnog and just get a sugar high. That works too. Or just the worst stomach ache you've ever had in yeah, your entire actually. life. Ugh. It's not a great, you know, one of the classics of horror or anything like that. It's not going to be a, a huge influence on the genre in a lot of ways. But honestly, like we've talked about a lot on this podcast we love all kinds of horror we love the highbrow we love the lowbrow this one is lowbrow as hell but it is super fun it's fun and it's you know a what good it's, time if you're looking for something interesting and like compelling and new in your christmas horror you are barking up the wrong tree but if you just want a slasher with some really campy holiday jokes and to hear kind of like a hot guy dressed as santa scream punish for an hour do it yeah it's fun get on that youtube open that app on your xbox or whatever you'll Uh, enjoy you will enjoy it i think that you'll have a lot of fun um and let us know what you think Um, We are, of course, always available to you at our various social medias. So on Twitter, we are Sat14ThPodcast. And on Instagram, we are SaturdayThe14ThPod. And in both instances, 14th is the number is 1-4. So feel free to, you know, message us, check us out, let us know what you think. Um, We would love it if you would rate and review as well. Uh, That's how we get shared with more people and how more people can find out about us. Um, and also if you are looking to get a jump on the next episode, uh, our movie for next time is going to be A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah, we're going to be doing a foreign vampire film. Technically it is American, but it Sorry. is in Persian. I always think that it's foreign and it's not actually, and I am wrong every time. Whoops. Yeah, but we, you don't get a lot of American Persian language films, so we're really excited about that. I think it's going to be really awesome. Um, a little more intellectual maybe than this one was. It's kind of black and white and very like artsy. Yeah. So check it out. Um, let us know what you think about this one, about the next one. And uh, tune in next time. We're looking forward to talking more with you guys. Enjoy the rest of your holidays. Yeah. Have a very Merry Merry Christmas. And we'll talk to you all in the new year. Yeah. Be safe. Drive safe. And uh, don't party too hard. All right. We love you. Mwah.